Please open your Bibles with me this morning to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. It's a wonderful privilege and pleasure to be in the house of the Lord on the Lord's day with the Lord's people and the Lord's word and his worship. Jesus, the Son of God, is on Zion's hill, the holy hill of Zion, ruling over the universe with a rod of iron, which is precious insider information to us. You have seen and heard Psalm 2 and its 12 verses over and over recently in detail. You should memorize it. You know, a nice little table like this can help you memorize it. It was a slide that we looked at many times because the words are precious and the words are calming in a time like ours. There are conspiracies of all kinds against this most glorious government, the government of the Lord Jesus Christ over the universe. There is angelic warfare against it, meaning Satan and his angels. There's the blindness of mankind all around us, and there's worldly hatred for this ruler. This king is prepared for war and will come soon to burn up all nations, especially America. America is like a sandcastle that a little child has built at the edge of the Pacific. The coming of Jesus Christ is like a tsunami the world has never seen. And the two are going to meet. But we're going to be behind the tsunami, riding on white horses with the Lord Jesus Christ. We know Jesus is the Son of God and rules over the universe by two basic forms of revelation from God to us. Two. And they're both in 1 John chapter 5. First, though it comes second in each of our experiences, first are the nine witnesses in 1 John 5 verses 6 through 8 that testify and witness that Jesus is the Son of God. You've heard me refer to this very recently. In verse 6, There is water, blood, and spirit, and those were the three witnesses on earth when Jesus was here. Then in verse 7, there's three witnesses in heaven, and then in verse 8, there's three witnesses on earth that still remain to this day that testify and witness that Jesus is the Son of God. So, in verse 6, we have three witnesses of history, In verse 7, we have three witnesses in heaven. And in verse 8, we have three witnesses that remain on earth to this day. Those are nine external witnesses. Also in this chapter is the second way that God's revealed Jesus is the Son of God to us. And it's the gift of eternal life that includes regenerated understanding. And that's what I want to share with you very briefly. It's the gift of eternal life that includes regenerated understanding. And so I read to you 1a. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. 
that's necessary to know Jesus is the Christ. I want to read to you verses 4 and 5 about the victory that overcomes this world. And it's not a victory in eight days at the polls. It's a victory by faith. Verse 4, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. That simple message, Jesus is the Son of God, to believe it, gives you the basis for victory over the world, and it is a result of being born again, because verse 4 told us that that faith is born of God. It's a gift by regenerated minds and understanding. Then I want to read 10a to you. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. And so we have the Spirit of God in us testifying that Jesus indeed is the Son of God. And then verse 19, And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. And we know that the Son of God is come, and hath given us an understanding, that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his Son Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Notice that eternal life brings with it an understanding and a witness inside us by the Spirit, matching up with what is preached from God's inspired scriptures to know that Jesus is the Son of God, and that body of faith and that knowledge that we have and understanding, it is the true God that I'm speaking about, it is eternal life that I'm speaking about, and it overcomes the world, and the whole world around us lies in wickedness, both parties of the American system. But we are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. For those of you in Bible quiz that are learning the Gospel of John, John 17 starts something like this. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son may also glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, this is the true God, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. John wrote the gospel. John wrote the first epistle. And you can easily tell that by reading them. They're very different from the other writings in the Bible. And so we have the knowledge of this, from this chapter that Jesus is the Son of God and rules over the universe because we overcome the world. The whole world lieth in darkness and wickedness, and we lie in light and righteousness because of his work saving us. This news is called the gospel, and it overcomes the world with the combination of our faith. The gift of faith that God gave us by regeneration and through hearing the word of God plus Bible revelation equals an overcoming victory. So we are overcomers. Let's not think anything less than this meeting of overcomers because we know the outcome of the whole conflict. We win and we inherit all things. Our church is the pillar and ground of the truth to encourage us and to help others. And so we are here assembled today to help each other exalt real truth 
over distracting or fake news. Purpose in your heart this day. I am, I will be committed to the cause of Christ. Provoke each other today to be committed to this cause of Christ regardless of the cost. That's why we're here. That's what our church exists for. It's all about Him. We want Him to have the preeminence. And we want to spend our time preaching Him, and we want to spend our time provoking each other to believe in Him. It is revelation from God by nine witnesses, and it is faith and a witness put inside of us that matches up, that pricks hearts, and causes them to cry out, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Repent, every one of you, and believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Acts 2, 37 and 38. May the Lord bless us today to this glorious end. The Lord Jesus is his son, and he's exalted him and given us nine witnesses. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater, much greater. We have nine that speak to it. And so we are privileged today. Let's help each other appreciate the privilege. Let's thank God for the privilege. Let's act like it's a privilege. And let's be empowered to live for Him. Let us pray. Holy Father, we thank Thee for Thy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We are immensely blessed. We know that 98% of Christians that read 1 John 5, 6 through 8 don't even have verse 7. If they have verse 7, they don't understand the three verses. But you have given us this revelation in writing, and you've given us an understanding of these three verses, and you've put conviction in our heart by the regenerating power of the Holy Ghost. We thank thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that we were once aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, but you have brought us in to union with the Jews and made us one body through Jesus Christ. We thank thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that we were once dead in trespasses and sins, walking according to the course of this world and following the prince of the power of the air and and acting like children of disobedience and children of wrath, even as others. We thank Thee for saving us by the regenerating power of the Holy Ghost. We thank Thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that You have hid these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them unto babes. To be Thy babe, Holy Father, is the highest title that we would ever desire in matters of truth, understanding, and knowledge and wisdom. And we thank Thee for it. We are happy to be Thy babes. We freely confess that we are babes, and worse than Solomon, we don't know how to go out or to come in before so great a people. Bless us by your Spirit and by your Word that we might grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ and be the spiritual giants, men and women, boys and girls, that we should be. Let us fear no man. Let us fear no doctrine. Let us be confused by none, and let us never stand in amazement because of the fear of our enemy. We thank Thee for the truth that You have given us and revealed to us. We pray that You will show us yet more. We would never say that we have a corner on the truth. 
We would beg thee for crumbs of truth that we might continue to grow and learn. We thank thee for forgiving us our sins, which we have confessed to thee before we arrived, which we have confessed to thee already by prayer, and which we confess to thee again right now. We have so much sin yet in our members, and the sinfulness that affects us grabs at us and clutches at us every day. We ask that you would forgive us of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life that reigns in our flesh. But we thank thee for the law of righteousness in Christ Jesus that reigns in our minds. And to that we bow. And we ask that you would help us by the power of the Holy Spirit to live according to that law. Heavenly Father, save us from the works of the flesh and grant us the fruit of the Spirit. And let our assemblies this day, and there are many things planned, and many words to be said, many scriptures to be opened, many points to be made, many songs to be sung, many prayers to be offered, that you will sanctify and cleanse each one of those efforts, purging from it the filthiness of our flesh that stains and spoils everything, sanctifying it by thy Spirit, that it would bear fruit in our lives. And honor and glory to thy name and the name of thy Son. You have heard our prayers already offered. We pray for every preacher that in sincerity and truth and in spirit and truth preaches your word this day that you will enable them and enable their hearers. And every scattered sheep in this world that you will be with them by the means that they have chosen or the means they have not chosen by coming to them and blessing them by your spirit. You are able to speak to the inner man you are able to strengthen them and provide them knowledge that passes understanding by your mighty power. And so we pray as our beloved brother Paul that you would do so for them, that they might be filled with all the fullness of God by knowing more about thy son and his incredible love for us. And we thank thee for reading about all the dimensions of it. Be with us now. Heavenly Father, it's a privilege to be in your house. This very minute is a privilege to be alive. We do not deserve life or breath. We do not deserve tomorrow, and we will not boast in it. All we know what is what we have is right now, and we give thee right now, and we give it to thee the best we are able to give it. And where we fail, forgive us. Teach us, convict us, and we will change to give it to thee better. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.